What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Every day on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, we discuss faith, spirituality, and the realms of the paranormal, specifically with the goal of unlocking myth and mystery in our everyday lives. Um, very excited to be here today. I'm going to be talking about, um, did, did Mexico just reveal the remains of one of the watchers from the book of Enoch? So today is going to be a mind blowing exploration. We're going to look at some data together. We're going to go through, um, a bunch of the news reports coming out this morning. This is September 13th, 2023. Many of us were awoken this morning with news straight out of Mexico, all over our regular stations here in the U.S., showing these uh, mummified remains of uh, extraterrestrial, non, um, non-local non beings, uh, not native to this earth. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, very, very interesting episode today. Um, very excited to share this with everyone. Um these things are a little bit shocking to look at, so um, probably not the best episode for kids. You may have uh, you may have seen them already. Um, let's not play a commercial there. I was trying to uh, get a video to play without an ad on it. Um, I do want to share a little bit um, of what these look like. Um, See if I can just find the images here. Uh, there we go. Tons of different images here. Um, and I'm going to try to bring up some of the best ones. Um, this is the guy that, yeah, let me bring this up here. Um, showing these remains. If I can just get that photo up. And of course, that's from a, you guys have to be careful where you find. Your information, I try to get, here's Sky News. I like Sky News. They normally have pretty good, pretty good info, um, you know, and they're not um, like U.S. based. So I think they have a good, uh, good handle on things here. Okay. So there we go. Uh, Pay no attention to the advert, the advertisements. So here is uh, what was allegedly found. Thousand-year-old alien corpses displayed in the glass cases in Mexico. A journalist and UFO enthusiast spearheaded the event and testified under oath and told politicians in Mexico about the estimate age of the mummified specimens and the techniques used by scientists to examine them. So you can go through and read a whole lot more about this. Uh, there's still a lot of skepticism on this. Here of an overview of these bodies or these remains, uh, very small. Um, you can see in comparison to the man, they're just tiny little things. Um, and I find this pretty interesting here, um, because this looks so much like what we have seen in movies and television. And and especially if you look at the head of this thing, um, it looks so much like E.T., like the movie E.T. Like, why is that? Um, and I mean, here, I have a couple of theories here. A, they're building a narrative and just pulling one over on everybody to get us to look this way while they do whatever over here. That's the conspiracy theorist in me. 
Um, I don't want to go too conspiratorial with it. Um, but I do think that it's um, very noteworthy that they're bringing this out right now. Um, you know, why is this coming out now amongst everything going on in the world? One of the most tumultuous times in our history. Um, and then now all of a sudden we've got, you know, oh yeah, aliens are real. By the way, here's the bodies of them. Have a look, see, step right up, step right up. Um, you know, it seems a bit like a sideshow, right? Casey Lee, how are you doing? Derek, how are you doing? Uh, technically K, what is up? Uh, Nico, how are you doing, my friend? Shelly, how are you doing? Um, Greg Oles, what is up, my friend? These were brought to the public in Unearthing Nazca. It was a series that is fascinating. Yeah, and I think we've, you know, we've had hints of these before and maybe even photos of them before, but never from like a, you know, a huge public display. This was coming right out of the government in Mexico. Um, and I'm not here telling you just to trust blindly whatever you see. But I am saying it was from, you know, this is not like a conspiracy theorist saying, I'm going to blow the whistle on this. This is, um, you know, coming out of the mainstream media right now. And it's very, very interesting that we're getting this. But here's why I want to talk about them today, because I'm going to be looking um, directly at um, some of the Sumerian mythologies as we have been. Uh, another one of my friends is um, going through Sumerian mythologies right now, looking at Jesus uh, being talked about in those mythologies as King Anu. Um, so lots of really interesting things. I have my theories too. I tend to believe that the Anunnaki are very physical deities. I think they're very real, very physical. I don't think that they're um, like ethereal beings living, you know, between the fabric of time and space kind of thing so much as I think there are local deities. There are the highest evolved within our local star system. A lot of people will argue that there's even anything in our local star system that could support other life. But, you know, there's this wild phenomenon where humans think they know everything. Um, and then all of a sudden they don't. And then, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, there it is. Um, so I think that that which is hidden remains hidden until the time is right. Right. So that's that's kind of where I'm coming from with this. I don't own these pictures, by the way, so I'm not going to leave them up the whole time. This is merely for journalistic purposes here. Uh, these are on Sky News, and you can go look that up. So Missy says, I don't watch the news. My head is so far in the sand uh, and not in this world. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. I love that. Um, and, and I am too. Uh, you know, it's just on TikTok this morning. That's where I get my news from. And then I go to the news to kind of look at, uh, see what's going on with it. So, uh, and I just all kinds of ridiculous advertisements i mean it doesn't matter what website you go to um what is this one for uh learn how your business deposits are protected uh finally found the oak island treasure yeah whatever uh that's what i you know it, it there's a, this weird telling thing to me where any news site you go to and i'm, I'm not showing this because there's actually some risque pictures on here it's just literally a bunch of junk with these advertisements. This is how the media as a whole monetizes things. They throw all of these adver advertisements 
And then everyone argues about what's real news or not. Yet you go to any news website. Now you have all of these advertisements that are just bought and paid for and maybe total, total BS. Uh, historic figures who actually live long enough to be photographed. This shows a man that's, you know, 18 feet tall, clearly photoshopped. Um, there's adver advertisements for illicit materials on here. There's advertisements for um, computer systems. So I just want you to think about like, why is that? Again, I'm not showing this because uh, just as I scroll, I'm like, oh, there's stuff on there. I probably don't need to show. Uh, you can't even trust like a regular news site anymore. Uh, and this goes for all the big news sites. You can go to any news site. Uh, really, really bad with local news sites as I go to a local news site um, and look at um, any news story. I'm hit with a thousand different, um, different articles um, and things that are not relevant and very kitschy. I'm going to call them tabloid type stuff. That's what you guys were seeing there. Just a bunch of tabloid BS. Um, so my apologies about that. I'm, I'm certainly not trying to pass off any of that type of news. But I do. It, anyway, that's what I want you to think about. We do get this out of the mainstream news. And it's like, where? what do you trust? You know, and, and ultimately, uh, you have to trust your own instincts. Um, and and there, a friend of mine posted a video today talking about blood of Christ doctrine and uh, believing in Jesus, death, burial, resurrection for the forgiveness of sins and asking, why does that give him so much comfort? Why is that such a relevant thing? Why is it so real to him? And I simply commented because we create our own reality. Uh, everything that happens is happening because of us, uh, because of you. I'm not even real. You created me, right? I created you. And how is that possible? It's possible within a quantum reality. Because this is this and that is that does not exist. Truth is one and the truth is that there is one and that one creates infinitely and you are that one. That is the best way I can describe it. And as you get into the Gospels and specifically the Gnostic Gospels, which I get a lot of heat for because there's just this real push now within the, the modern church that Gnosticism is a dangerous heresy. And guys, that's been going on since the time of Jesus. Gnostics were being literally burned at the stake. They were, I mean, essentially put into these witch trials early, early on. And you wonder why, right? Because they're doing things like quantum magic. They're creating realities and they're bearing the kingdom of God on the earth, right? And that's a big threat to uh, the powers that be, to a constructed version of reality that's already been constructed with the word con in there right uh and i just took some allergy medicine so i don't sneeze again today every time i go live lately um i try to sneeze and I, it's this time of year i didn't happen all summer so anyway uh i'll quit rambling and i'm going to get into the text here um let's see uh they are mad small yes they are sean uh, tiny little creatures. Um, and I want to talk about why that is. Um, Robert says, didn't they co-create with women or copulate with women? Uh, wouldn't that thing have evidence, um, of any type of, uh, reproductive systems? So no, that is one of the common misconceptions that the watchers actually, that there's two narratives going on here. If you look at the Sumerian narratives, and we're going to get into some of that today, the Sumerian, Babylonian, Akkadian narratives of the Anunnaki mythology. 
the Anunnaki, some of the Anunnaki gods, which were basically like us, highly evolved, even ascended beings, some of them wanted to be worshipped. Some of them uh, didn't care what they did. They just created humanity. They wanted them to be a worker race of humans. Um, and ultimately, that worker race of humans was uh, something that woke up and realized that they were just workers. Um, kind of like what's happening right now in the world, right? The, the, the grand gnosis is happening again. People are realizing doesn't matter how much you work, you're still behind. Doesn't matter um, how many jobs you hold down or how good you are at them. You know, your income still doesn't go near as far. And then we, we had another video today released by one of the elites just directly into the public. One of these billionaire guys that was saying that we need a crash. We need a uh, 50% unemployment and we need something to remind people what their place is. I'm paraphrasing, but you can go watch it. It's all over TikTok right now. Um, and it, it'll blow your mind because it makes you realize how these certain elites view people. Uh, we're just cattle to them. We're just sheep to them. Uh, and it's not a surprise that the Bible that we have, the King James Bible, uses the word sheep over and over and over. Uh, for you and I, what do sheep do? They go to the slaughter. Um, and that's that's a terrifying thing. So one of the things I want to do on this show is help wake people up. I'm not here to step on toes religiously whatsoever. Uh, you believe what you believe, but um, ultimately we've got to get this message out there. Even on TikTok, I'm throttled down right now. We have 10 viewers on TikTok. You guys pump this up with hearts, rainbows, drop some gifts, share the stream, get it out there. Same thing on Instagram. Thank you guys for watching on Instagram. And if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, or Twitter, please do the same thing. We have to push this message out, guys. I can't do it, okay? I can't do enough to push this message out. Um, and there's somebody dropping WhatsApp stuff. I'm going to block them. Yeah, don't don't ever WhatsApp anybody on here. That's, that's dangerous. So um, people asking for money and stuff. So the only time I ask for money is with my official memberships. I'll talk about those in a little bit. Uh, but I'm never going to message you and WhatsApp you. So... Um, so why does all of this matter? Because what we were seeing in Mexico, in my humble opinion, if they're real, if these are real biologics that they found and, and purportedly from what their reports were, they have studied them, they've done all kinds of testing on them, et cetera. They, they believe they're not of this world. Um, the, I read two different articles from reputable places. Um, one of them said they hadn't been DNA tested. The other one said they did. So I have no idea. You know, again, take it with a grain of salt, but you got to put together the narrative in your own head and understand it. And that's what I'm here to help do. What's up, Ashley? How are you doing, my friend? So the narrative is in the Sumerian, to get back to Robert's question here, the Sumerian mythology, you had the Anunnaki, which are much like us. They came down, they genetically modified a hominid. Then they, after experimenting with that for what seems like a thousand, hundred thousand years at least, um, finally figured out how to get what they really wanted. Uh, something intelligent enough to take orders, but um, low enough to fall into line. That was what is called a DAPA. 
is the first intelligent being. Adam or Adamu is kind of a ape-like, um, a lot of people liken him to the uh, Bigfoots, if you will. So that's where Adam in the Sumerian mythology falls. Then Adapa is the kind of the perfected man. Um, and they were carrying those babies to gestation in the Anunnaki women. And then they were bearing those children. And then those children, those offspring, which were literally part Anunnaki, nursed, brought to term, everything by Anunnaki women, those were the divine line. That divine line um, was something that other Anunnaki gods, little g gods, and I just say gods because they're basically lords, lords of the earth. They're rulers on our planet because they had more technology to control things on our planet than anything and any other animal that was just naturally evolved here did so um golly i'm sorry guys um so that's where the ajiji or the watchers come in watchers are supposed to just be watching from the heavens supposed to just be um monitoring the earth's planetary system monitoring evolution here they saw these creations and were a little bit jealous that they couldn't reproduce on their own because they literally can't. Uh, they're a created being. They're, they're supposed to do something. In fact, they are the angels. They visit. They bring messages. They have telepathy. They travel interdimensionally. They're part biologic, part AI, and part metaphysical being. Don't believe me? Ask everyone who's ever had an experience with them. Um, and I believe that's what they found in Mexico. A watcher and a Gigi. I think you're looking at a real life angel there. Now, that's not the angel you've experienced. The angel you've experienced is what's called a tulpa. The angel you've experienced in white light with wings and arcs and rainbows around it, fractal beings, that type of thing. Those are called tulpas. They're uncreated metaphysical energy they are entities, fractal entities on the other side of the veil, collectives of consciousness uh, that want to speak with us. We consider those extraterrestrial too. Those are actually interdimensional. And uh, this is what I believe. You don't have to believe me, but this is just from my studies, what I believe. I'm always changing my understanding as I learn more. Um, and if you want to believe a guy that's trying not to sneeze on camera, uh, I mean, my, my nose, it's like somebody's sticking a feather up it right now. So my apologies, guys. Um, all day, every day. That's what I go through. Uh, I love your knowledge. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, at least I haven't sneezed on the camera right now. Very similar to 2001 Space Odyssey film. I need to watch that. I actually have not watched that, actually. I queued it up and started it the other day. And it froze and I had to reset my internet. So welcome to my world. But I will, I will get to watch that. So let me shut the door here. I think my wife's about to come home in a minute. So I want to make sure. Ah, there we go. Then I don't disturb her and she doesn't disturb me. So what I'm going to be reading is out of the Epic of Atrahasis. And this is. You know, this ties in with this. And guys, this is haunting. Just go look at these. There's so many angles of this thing. I'm still looking at it. You can't look away. This might be 
this might very well be a legitimate angel, guys. And if you've ever wondered what those are, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the, the, this is big, what they brought out today. I really, really believe it's big. I really, really do. In fact, I'm going to share this again. Look at that. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm speechless today because of this, because this is haunting. This may be very well what was at the Kabar River with Ezekiel when he saw the Ophanim and thought it was an angel, but it was actually a, a saucer craft that these entities fly. Three of them fly these, according um, to a lot of the eyewitnesses. Um, it's, it's pretty wild, guys. Pretty wild. Uh, if you're into UFO lore and legend, you probably know what I'm talking about. I don't want to go into it super deep today because that's not the point. But I, my mind is blown, guys. Look at that. Look at that. I, I, I can't tell you if it's real, but I just look at it and it evokes something in me. Uh, maybe it's a desire for more. I don't know. Um, so. I know I'm going slow today, but I, I'm, I'm really beside myself. Just even bringing out this information, like, is this the world we're living in? Is this what I get to talk about? Is, is this actually, is this a part of a false narrative? Is this true? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm befuddled today. In the Epic of Atrahasis, verse 25, it says, The Ijiji gods dug the Tigris River and the Euphrates thereafter. Springs they opened up from the depths, wells they established. They heaped up all the mountains. Years of drudgery, the vast marsh, they counted years of drudgery. And 40 years, too much. Forced labor they bore night and day. They were complaining and denouncing. Muttering down in the ditch, let us face up to our foreman and prefect. He must take off our heavy burden upon us and lil counselor of the gods, the warrior. Come, let us remove him from his dwelling. Now, I want to talk about something that I actually just popped into my head about this. This is, this is big, too. Um, yeah, you guys are experiencing Cub's creative process today. Look at these words. What narrative does this sound like? This sounds exactly like the Israelites. So here's another possible narrative, just to flip the script on you here, because that's what I do. I'll never tell you I'm right. But every time I have an idea, I'm going to pursue that idea. And this is an idea. The Ajiji gods dug the Tigris River and the Euphrates. We know the Israelites were enslaved. They were in Egypt. We know from the Bible, Yahweh is out of Egypt in Lil. We knew Yahweh was a counselor of the gods, not the most high God. He became the cultural God of the Israelites because he's the one that essentially unalived a lot of people and brought a lot of plagues through weather manipulation technology. This is going on in your Bible, by the way. I'm not accusing anyone of that in our modern times. But in your Bible, this is what it talks about. So we know that they were enslaved there. They were literally digging ditches and trenches and rivers and things like that. And 
Building what? Heaping up all the mountains. What are the mountains? The pyramids. So what is this really about? What is this narrative really about? Are we actually talking about... Are the Ajiji actually the gray aliens? Or are they actually the Israelites? Are they the gods? Are they the little G gods, the lesser gods, the ones that were the divine line? The ones that then saw the other line that had been created and decided to interbreed. There's many different ways you can take this. I'm telling you guys, this is a powerful idea here. An idea is the most powerful thing in the world. So, was it gray aliens? Was it the Watchers, the Ajiji? Was it the Israelites? Why does this sound exactly like the Israelites? Or were the Israelites reliving this later on as the archetype unfolded, just like their predecessors did? Because maybe they were children of the Watchers. Maybe we're all children of the Watchers. Is there any way to know? No, there's no way to know. We don't, we don't know. Uh, we can look at this all day, every day. But I do find this interesting. And Lil, Counselor of the Gods, the warrior, come let us remove him from his dwelling. Now them call for battle. Battle, let us join warfare. The gods heard his words. They set fire to their tools. If you watch, um, there's a movie. I'm trying to remember it. Um, I think it's called Gods and Kings. It has Christian Bale in it. It's about Moses. The Israelites, in order to escape, literally have to rise up. Like it wasn't just this thing that they just waited for all the plagues. They literally rose up and began fighting for their freedom. So we're seeing that here too. They set fire to their tools. They put fire to their spaces. So they set their dwellings on fire and flamed their work, uh, work baskets. Off they went, one and all, to the gate of the warrior in Lil's abode. Then there's the insurrection of the Ajiji, or the lower gods. It was night, halfway through the watch. The house was surrounded, but the god did not know. It was night, halfway through the watch. Akur was surrounded, but Enlil did not know. Then several lines are missing. The great gods send a messenger. Nusku opened his gates, took his weapons, and went Enlil to the assembly of the gods. He knelt, stood up, expounded the command, Anu, your father, your counselor, the warrior Enlil, your prefect Ninruta, and your bailiff, Inuji have sent me to say, who is the instigator of this battle? Who is the instigator of these hostilities? Who declared war? The battle has run up to the gate Enlil. He has transgressed. He transgressed the command of Enlil. Lines missing there. In fact, four different lines. <clears throat> Every one of us gods has declared war. We have set blank on the excavation, excessive drudgery has unalived us. Our forced labor was heavy and the misery too much. 
Now every one of us gods has resolved on a reckoning with Enlil. Ea made ready to speak and said to the gods, his brothers, what calamity do we lay to their charge? Their forced labor was heavy and their misery too much. So Ea or Enki is uh, speaking on behalf of the lower gods here, the Ajiji. Every day the outcry was loud. We could hear the clamor. There is blank. Balitlil, the midwife, is present. Let her create then a human, a man. Let him bear the yoke. Let him bear the yoke. Let man be as uh, let man assume the drudgery of the god. So this is interesting here. So this is this is basically calling out that it wasn't it wasn't a man. It wasn't a human race at this point. It was a race of gods. But I do find it really, really, really interesting. Their little coup was exactly like what you read about the Israelites. Like I don't know. What do you guys think? That's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. I just caught that actually reading through this now. So I got to call it out when I catch it. Just super, super weird. Let the midwife create a human being. Let man assume the drudgery of the God. They summoned and asked the goddess, the midwife of the gods, wise, I think it's mommy, I think. Mammy, yeah. Mistress of the gods, birth giver. Mommy, different names for the same goddess. So yeah, interesting. Mommy, what a weird coincidence. Will you be the birth goddess, creatress of mankind? Again, this is where we talked about they have decided let's create man, create a human being that he may bear the yoke. Let him bear the yoke, the task of Enlil. Let man assume the drudgery of the god. Nintu made ready to speak and said to the great gods. So this is the same goddess here. This is the same mommy. It is not for me to do it. The task is Enki's. He, it is that cleanses all. Let him provide me a clay so that I can do the making. Enki made ready to speak. Now, interesting, Enki cleanses all. I've, I've always said Enki is the Christ archetype. Enki cleanses all. So then we go four verses, skip forward. And said to the great gods on the first, seventh, 15th days of the month, let me establish purification, a bath. Let one God be unalived and let the gods be cleansed by immersion. Let Nintu mix clay with his flesh and blood. Let the same God and man be thoroughly mixed in the clay. Let us hear the drum for the rest of the time. From the flesh of the God, let the spirit remain. Let it make the living known its sign. Lest he be allowed to be forgotten, let the spirit remain. The great Anuna gods who administered destinies, answered yes in assembly. Then we get into the creation of man, and we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. But wow. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I, I find this, I want to take questions now. I just find this fascinating. 
Ashley's been reading a lot of the Canaanite mythologies. And so this, this ties right into all of that. So, um, Ashley says, I'm thinking I'm going to rewatch gods of Egypt, uh, movie tonight. Now. Yes, absolutely. Me too. Great, great idea. I'm starting to sort out these gods, different portions and why Yahweh's was, uh, enslaved while many other nations were advancing like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we need to talk more about that because this is important. And I, and I wanted to remind people, the God you serve determines your portion too. If you're the portion of a God and whatever God you're serving determines your portion. So if you're trying to manifest things and you're like totally blocked in those manifestations, but you're serving a God whose nature is enslavement, whose nature is control and whose nature is ignorance or embattlement, then you're going to really struggle within yourself. Your inward struggles are a result of what you're serving outwardly. And if you begin to look within to a metaphysical God, to a neutral substrate of love and light that's ready to be created out into the world, that's where you're going to find your hope. That's where you're going to find new life. That's where that Christ archetype is, right? We see it all through history and we can point to a man, point to a time and a place or we can look within and realize that that saving power is already built within to each human. If somebody never heard these stories before, they could still discover them and watch them play out within the human narrative in every single age. And it's really fascinating. So, Chris, what's up, man? How are you doing? I don't understand your comment or I would read it. Uh, Angela, how are you doing? Donna, how are you doing? Honeybee, glad you're here, my friend. Need a favor? What is up? Welcome. That's exactly how the pagans handled their relationships with their gods. You don't go to a storm god for wealth or a war god for harvest. Exactly. Exactly. And Ashley, I love that. That's why you have different archetypes of people serve different gods. Um, I know many, many, many people who have served uh, within civic uh, duties, within civic type of profiles, including military, police, fire, uh, all kinds of different services. Most of them um, who I've known, and this is partly the area I live in, but most of them are what you would consider good God-fearing Americans. Uh, fearing a biblical God, serving a biblical God. Um, and ultimately, the narrative of them over and over and over is, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. And I don't like, I don't even like repeating that three times uh, because I am good enough, I am good enough, I am good enough. Um, and I want to remind everyone, and that is not against anyone who's ever served. In fact, I love and respect all of our civic servants. They do so much to help protect us and create civilized society. And I'm very grateful for that. But I also think along with that archetype comes this worship of this type of biblical God, which is an amalgamation of a bunch of different gods and ultimately creates a lot of inner turmoil um, leading to the desire to help other people, which is exactly why I'm here because I started serving that God, the God of the flesh, God of darkness, God that needed sacrifices. Um, we even see in this, you know, as much as I love to talk about Enki and see that Enki is kind of this, the, the good guy or the Christ archetype, 
he's the one that's that's decided upon the sacrifice of gods that they have to be unalived we don't even know why because that text is missing like what was going on that they had to start unaliving gods for some reason for some magical ritual right then you see jesus on the cross type thing and then you wonder uh, was that the sacrifice of a god like what what is going on with that so uh adzi says what am i reading where can i read it so this is over at livius.org uh, Livius.org is a huge database of tons of different uh, articles on ancient history. This is called the Epic of Atrahasis, A-T-R-A-H-A-S-I-S, Atrahasis. This is an ancient Mesopotamian uh, flood account. It talks about the flood, the creation of man. Uh, this account is was written during the reign of the king Ami Sudak in Babylonia, 1647 to 1626 BCE before the common era. So more than 1500 years before the birth of Christ. Uh, parts quoted in tablet 11 of the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, other influences in the Babylonian history by Barossus. These texts can be used to reconstruct the lost parts of the Epic of Atrasis, while the overall structure is, of course, known from the Bible. Ding, 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 ding. So, yeah, this is this is super interesting. And it makes me wonder if this isn't, and Ashley, we, we can talk about this more too, but because uh, Ashley's on a big kick with kind of discovering a lot of this with me. So, one nation under God, that God, and he has servants. Yep, exactly. We never asked what God. There's only one God. No, there's a lot of different gods. A lot of different gods, but there is one true source. There's a difference between serving source and serving God. Serving God, you got to determine which God. Serving source is that source within you or the kingdom of that source God. The quantum God lives within you. It's an uncreated force. It was the thing that was present at the Big Bang. It was the thing that caused the Big Bang. Uh, it's where every idea and archetype came from. It's where the, the game was born out of. Good, bad, and ugly, all emanating from this one source. Meaning you have the same quantum creative power to create good, bad, and ugly in whatever will you have. That's why it's important to align with the will of God. But what God? Align with the will of your inner God, the God within you, which is the highest good and understands all things are connected and all things must be transmuted and returned back into a neutral creative force so that more people, more little G gods like you and me can start creating into that force. That's so important to understanding this. So, um, Chris says the civilizations of the past have been just as advanced as this one. Our abilities since Sumerian times have only been diminished up to the current times. The evil that exists try to manipulate our genetics. So we become mindless yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we know that. I mean, we do it to ourselves, too. We willingly do it. Uh, we're just like, yeah, I'll, I'll be the experiment for that, right? Um, and so that, that becomes the biggest question is like, you know, who's the bad guy here? Is it us or them? And ultimately, it's us, right? Because everything's coming from us. Everything is through us. And anyone that's your enemy is actually you. You look in the mirror, that's you. Think about that. Think about that. That That's hard to get around, guys. Uh, I got people that try to call me out 
tell me I'm leading people to H-E double toothpick and that I'm a false prophet and everything. And that's fine. And anytime it bothers me, I just have to go look in the mirror and go, why do you believe that, Cub? Why do you believe that? The cycle of reconciliation, is it infinite? I think it's infinite to a point. I think it's been expanding. I think uh, we're going to learn that it's actually slowing and stopping, and then it's going to begin to contract. And I think just like a rubber band contracts, it's going to happen quick. All things are being called back into source. We even know that from biblical and spiritual texts. All things are returning to source. Once they return, then what happens? Then then there's nothing again. And then maybe a much bigger creation, maybe even more dynamic than what we have. Maybe you don't even have a clue what could be next, what simulation could be next. Um, and that's the beauty of this insane reality. Like stop and think about how you even exist. Ask yourself what your consciousness is. Ask yourself where your awareness is, because it's not here. I mean, we know that from people who have near-death experiences or people who are pronounced unalive for a certain period of time and then come back. There's nothing in their systems working to produce consciousness, yet they had this entire experience. So where does that even come from? Uh, yes, reincarnation. Yeah, reincarnation is infinite until it's not. Again, until that back to source, all things back to source. All things realize that we are source. When everybody realizes that we're source and we're one, that's when it gets to get rolled up like a scroll and recreated. And it doesn't happen before then. All these other prophecies of you got 80 years to figure it out and we're in the end times. And if you don't profess this one thing and believe this, then you're going to be thrown in the outer darkness. You know, that's just such fear mongering techniques. And if we understand it as what it is, which is fear mongering, um, then we can get a better head on what we actually are. Exactly. Judas says, yes, thank you, my friend. So, yeah, reincarnation is infinite until it's not because reincarnation is just you over and over and over. That's why it doesn't even matter what time period you lived in. And it's also not linear. That's another weird thing about time. The more we study time, like physicists study time, the more they realize it's a substratum, just like anything else. Time is kind of this unseen dimension that has its own properties that are almost physically manifest in this matrix that essentially don't exist. Because as you approach uh, certain gravitational fields like black holes and stuff, time ceases to exist or even stops completely in that <laughs> that'll blow your mind. Start thinking about that. Then ask yourself why Satan, aka Kronos, aka Yahweh, aka Enlil, uh, wielded time and war and all of these seasonal changes and stuff that um, have to bring about these cycles, right? When none of those are real, the the resting state of your spirit and soul is in unity with Source. It is an uncreated thing that's ready to be created. And the greatest game ever created is the game of life. All of the different planets and ecosystems that we're a part of, all of the consciousnesses connected as one is not a phenomenon that happens because there's a lot of people or a lot of living entities. It's there's a lot of living entities because that consciousness created it, period. That's the that's what I believe. So um, 
Frank Lee, what is up? How are you doing, my friend? Uh, Frank Lee says, am I speaking truth wrong? Why do I feel like I'm under attack? Need strength. Brother, let me tell you, as somebody who's been doing this for over 18 months now, I've been slaughtered this way, that way, and another all day, every day. And truth is not subjective to how people react to it. Let me say that again. Truth is not subjective to how people react to it. Truth is your authentic expression in any given singular moment. If you are authentically expressing yourself and that's your authentic experience at that moment, that's truth. Everybody wants to argue, what is truth? Truth is written down. Truth is this. Truth is that. Truth is in the Bible. Truth is in the self. Blah, blah, blah. Truth is whatever you authentically experience in a moment because anything can be your truth. Your truth could be to live hell on earth. Your truth could be to live heaven on earth. Your truth could be to live your dreams. Your truth could be to struggle for your business. Your truth could be to be there for loved ones who are always sick or ill. Your truth could be to be the very son of God. Your truth could be to be completely agnostic and atheist and worship the plants and the animals and be in unity and yoga with that. And every reincarnation you go through, you're going to live a different archetype so that you understand all of them. That's why people that are empaths, um, psychics, one of our sisters too, uh, we've got people in our community that are continuing to wake up, continuing to, uh, God, not sneeze on camera here, uh, continue. I'm going to go stick honey up my nose, I swear. Um, people are continuing to wake up and it's a really good sign in my opinion that you've lived a lot of lifetimes. If you're empathetic and you understand all different archetypes, you can understand the criminal as well as you can understand the saint. Like you can understand the female as much as you can understand the male. Uh, if you can put yourself in the driver's seat in anybody's situation and at least for a moment feel what it feels to be them, that is a sign of contacting the Christ within you, contacting truth within you. Because the more connected you are to every archetype, the more you understand everything from a first person point of view, the more ascended you can become because then you get it. Then you are your neighbor. And if you can't love your neighbor as yourself, then if you can't experience your neighbor, how can you love your neighbor as yourself? Let me just say it that way. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do. What's up, Bob Peck. Um, you know, let me go take a bottle of Benadryl and see how I feel that that would no. I would go to the hospital for that. Um, I already took an allergy pill today and like did nothing. Ah, stop itching. I'm going to go and uh, stick a water bottle up my nose. Um, Andrea, how are you doing? Michelle, how are you doing? Um, Honeybee says, I believe in evolution of the soul. Absolutely. I completely agree. Cub Frank says, thank you for reaffirming this within me. Absolutely, man. And it's, it's going to happen. Um, whenever you have the most persecution or you feel the most under attack is normally right before you have a breakthrough or in the middle of your breakthrough, because it's literally by design, something you agreed to, to try to perfect yourself, to continue to try to throw yourself off track. And if you realize that, like, every time I have a money block, it's because I need to recognize that I have everything I need. It's because I need to recognize that I literally create my income. I literally create wealth. I literally have access to everything I need. And if I want an increase or a pay raise, I have to ask for it. I have to be good for it. 
and I have to believe it. And if it's not coming from this place, then there's other places, right? And, then, and as someone who works for themselves, I show up here every day and I have no idea what I'm going to get paid. Right now, as of the broadcast, right now, I've gotten paid zero dollars to do this broadcast. So I want you guys to be aware. I show up here every day for free. If you guys love what I'm doing and you want to support that, you can always jump over to my website at www.cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Go over there and click on this lovely banner there. This is our Mythos Insider Membership. You're going to get access to our private community, our virtual meetups. Every single Saturday, we have a Zoom-style call. Uh, we have a secret channel over there. It's kind of like my secret YouTube channel. It's built directly into my website. Our private off-social media community is distraction-free. We get to talk about everything from dream interpretation, spiritual giftings, UFOs, paranormal phenomenon, all the stuff I talk about here in an open forum over there, always in love and light and respect. We try not to perpetuate any conspiracy theories over there, but it is an open place and it's a, it's a much more safe space is what I've tried to create over there than what you get in the greater social media sphere. So if you've ever wanted to support a creator, join a, a patron type membership. This is your membership. By the way, did I mention it's literally only seven bucks a month. You can't go wrong. In fact, you probably uh, won't even notice that amount, right? Um, and that's exactly why I put it at that price point. So just literally anybody that loves what I'm doing could go ahead and jump in, get access to a ton of cool stuff. And I wanted to share too, um, I don't always share this side of it, but I wanted to show you guys a little bit. This is um, kind of a, a view of, let me get the, there you go. This is uh, the new secret channel over there. Uh, so my secret channel, like I said, is a YouTube style channel. Uh, we've got a ton of different stuff over there. It just opened up this week, uh, but I've been putting content on it every day, as you can see. These are behind the scene, or these are bonus content videos. So these are more like three minute videos uh, that go deeper into what I talk about on the regular, like TikToks and the reels. I'm limited between 60 and 90 seconds on most platforms to my shorts. So if you've, if you've found my podcast due to like a short video, you probably noticed they're unreasonably short. That's because if I post a longer video, it gets like a couple of hundred views. If I post a 60 second video, it gets like a hundred thousand views. And that's what I have to do. I have to play the algorithm in a positive way, uh, be a blessing to the platforms, but also get the message out there and make sure more people see my content. So if you've ever wanted more of like the three to five minute style videos, the bonus content section is a great place. Also do some behind the scenes content where I show my new creative process there. And then I dropped a secret live cut today. This is about a 10 minute video uh, from yesterday's podcast where I go deeper into it and took out some of the highlights and you've got really great representation. This is reading from the gospel of Thomas. All you do is just click on that. It's going to bring the video. Then, uh, you know, boom. And then I even put, look at that. You even have the words on the screen. I'm like editing uh, all of these, just like I do my shorts. So even with this long video, you're going to get um, all the great production value over there. And this is all built into the bonus vid section of our community. We then have the home tab, which is a social media style feed. We have all of our different categories over here on the side. Uh, and then our meetups tab, where we literally go live in that meetup section. It's a Zoom style call, and you can get on there every single Saturday. Um, and join us. And if you can't join on a Saturday, I record them. So it's fantastic. 
um, you can actually go back and re watch them, which is fantastic. So if you're interested at all, scan that QR code, join today. I'll welcome you over there. I actually have a batch of people to welcome from the last 24 hours. Always do a welcome post to welcome people by name, uh, really get you guys integrated into uh, the Insider membership. And as you become a Mythos member, that is one of our favorite memberships here. Um, you can look at the tier up from that where you get access to even more. But for today, at least go check that out. Cancel anytime you want, by the way. No questions asked. All right. We're going to uh, take a couple of questions here. Uh, Melissa says, amazing group of individuals hungry for truth. Absolutely, my friend. What is up, Lisa? How are you doing, my friend? Blessings all got to go. Teresa says, pray that your nose clears. Thank you. I need it. Uh, I need to go swim or something. So, um, hello everyone. It's like input overload. Well, that's what I try to do. Uh, we got a lot of input here, lots of info going, lots of comments. Um, if you like high energy, if you like truth seeking individuals, you're in the right place. It's what my podcast is for. What's what my insider memberships are for. It's what we do every day here. So frankly says downloads coming in. Absolutely. My friend. Uh, so questions around this, you guys drop them. I'm happy to answer anything y'all have before I jump off here. Uh, say out loud, you are already healed. I'm already healed. Absolutely. Absolutely. My friend, uh, love the gospel of Thomas. Joe Burke says, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I'm doing a whole series of videos on the gospel of Thomas. that will be going out over the next couple of days too. So those have been really popular pretty controversial. You wouldn't believe how many people don't agree with that, but I don't understand why such a beautiful message could be uh, rejected so much, but I continue to do it. A lot of people haven't heard of the gospel of Thomas and it's my favorite scripture ever personally. So, um, energy can't be destroyed. So it goes somewhere. I believe that too. Absolutely. Uh, Frank says, I'm still trying to figure out the algorithm, LOL. My 15 second videos are my bottom performers. Yeah. Uh, I don't ever do 15 second videos. I just do 60 second videos. Occasionally 90 second videos. I'll do waves of them because I get paid more for them, but they don't get near as many views. So I don't know if I really get paid more for them. Like it's kind of questionable. Uh, you know, it's like it technically pays more for them, but if I'm not getting as many views as the shorter videos, like the 60, you know, 55 to 60 second videos, then like, what's, am I really getting paid more? That, I don't know. That's my big question. That's my big question to the platforms here. So being a full-time creator guys is not easy work. Uh, and that's why I push the membership every single day, uh, because it's the only thing I can count on, uh, you guys, you are the only thing I can count on. And uh, when I can count on you, I know that we can do this. I know that we can do it long term, but it requires new people coming in every single day to continue doing what we're doing. And I'm, I'm good for it. I'm here. I'll continue to show up. Um, and I believe that we're about to have one of our most fruitful seasons, by the way, um, with the podcast, with what we're doing here. We're growing like crazy. We're going to be at half a million. Yes, half a million followers on Facebook very, very soon. Uh, we're going to be at, I think we're going to be at a hundred thousand followers possibly by the end of the year on YouTube, um, which is incredible. We're about a little over a 10th of a way there, but it's starting to pick up steam. The more you guys follow over there and comment and interact, the better off. And then 
Instagram will catch up at some point. So Andrea, how are you doing, my friend? Um, so what do you guys think about this? This has been a lot. It's kind of been a brain dump today for me um, publicly, right? You know, very revealing as to how Cub thinks here. Super ADD all over the place. Yet somehow it weirdly makes sense. What are the Ajiji? Is this story in the Epic of Atrahasis, is it merely the story of the Israelites? Um, is it the story of extraterrestrial gods creating on this planet, terraforming on the planet? Is it merely a mythology? Where did we actually come from? How is it even possible that we could have just evolved from apes? And how is it possible that some sky being just came down, some god who is everywhere and just poofed us out of nothing when there's clearly laws of physics that are written into our reality that have to be abided by. Um, and was that not ultimately the judgment of the watchers that they went outside of those prescribed evolutionary traits that were supposed to happen and they went ahead and tweaked it to their needs uh, and wrote their own destiny rather than letting it happen? I don't know. These are all interesting. Uh, Molly, what's up? Molly says, hey, tribe. How are you, Molly? Amazing group of individuals, Melissa says. Um, let's see. That's talked about a ton in Job, the former and organizer of the stars and seasons, not the source, the manipulator. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm, I'm vibing on that. Uh, this is something we just got to think about deeply, guys. Um, let's see what we poofed out of nothing and immediately all started building pyramids. I know, I know. It's like that, that makes no sense. I mean, I think people are smarter than that, but at a certain point we just got, well, I got to go to work tomorrow. So why even think about it? Well, you know, I got a mortgage. Why even think about it? Like it, there's so many distractions. We just don't even question the big questions that, you're going to get reincarnated and have to be faced with them again. So you might as well ask them now. Uh, Frank says, let's build our own Tibet in Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That would go over really well here um, amongst our, uh, we're in the Bible belt for sure here and all love and respect, but we have probably, I would guess a good 250 plus churches here in a town of less than 200,000 people. So let that sink in maybe even more churches than that. I bet there's probably around 300 at least. It's pretty wild um, how many we have. Very Bible Belt. So the new Tibet here might be a bit of a stretch. But I'm looking for land. Anthony Ross Kennedy in the house. What's up, brother? How are you doing, my friend? Uh, I caught your live a little bit today. Uh, you inspired me actually to talk about um, the findings in Mexico to look at their archetypes as the Ajiji, the Watchers, the Greys. By the way, I don't think they're demonic. A lot of people say they're demonic. They just don't have feelings like we do. Uh, we're such emotionally developed creatures, and they're essentially biologic AI. They're meant to do a certain job, but somehow they became jealous and wanted their own genetic lines, and so they started manipulating genetics uh because they couldn't interbreed like the anunnaki could and so we ended up with a lot of different mixed types of peoples on our planet and that actually accounts for why there's so many different types of people so many different gods it makes a lot of sense so anthony says love you thank you 
Uh, seems like we're figuring this out together. It's all strange. Absolutely. And Anthony, if you ever want to go live with me, um, I, I go through Restream. We'll hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different platforms at once. So if you ever want to do like a collaboration with me, I'd love to. My podcast goes out every day, always looking for great collaborators. So hit me up. Honeybee says yes. Actually, yes, Melissa, you suggested that like six or eight months ago, probably. So thank you. I'm just really bad about following up with people. Whenever people hit my inbox, we normally get it scheduled, jump on a call and get it going. So um, I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm bad at what I do, right? I'm not a good creator when it comes to like interpersonal co-creating with people. I should be, um, I'm getting better at it, but I'm such a loner and I just go day to day on like, what do I want to talk about? And that's how I've built all of this. So uh anthony says lol i'm so uh so am i'm terrible yeah so i mean yeah so maybe maybe we could get something going uh it would be cool though so um yeah a lot of info today a lot of info and and i hope i didn't give you an answer uh this isn't a cheat sheet for life here this is to shake you to awake you to get you out of your comfort zone get you out of your status quo Stop doing the same thing over and over. Stop getting up, making coffee the same way, going to work, getting off work, going by the bar, then coming home, then trying to avoid your significant other, then watching a bunch of junk TV, going to bed. Then you might go to church on Sunday if your wife makes you go or try to watch football. Guys, that like that is literally the trap. Literally, that's the trap. Myself and other creators out here who do this full time, We understand what it means to like just take one step this way in the matrix. We're not even outside the matrix. Like I still have to ask for members. I still have like scan that code, scan the code, scan the code. www.cubcooker.com. Go hit it up. Join, become an insider. Support what I'm doing. Get all the awesome perks. Nobody's offering better perks than I am for seven bucks a month. You won't even believe it. In fact, there's more in there than you can really even engage with for $7 a month. But I still do it. And I'm only one step to the side of the matrix. I'm nowhere near out of the matrix. I'm not like sitting outside of the matrix going, I'm completely out of debt. And like, I, I don't even have to like deal with any of this and like growing my own food and all. I'm not even there. I want to get there. But if you can't even skip a football game on Sunday, if you can't even take your family to a national or state park and go and worship the all creator within you and within nature, all of the systems that the metaphysical God that's clearly there and go meditate and have a transcendental experience with your family. Why are you going to church singing hymns? Cause you don't know what God you're singing to. And every single hymn is singing to a different archetype of God. Stop building archetypes of God and contact the true creator within you. When you do that, then the matrix starts flickering and glitching and you start questioning more and you're going to get divine downloads and it becomes more than I feel safe. In fact, you don't feel safe, but you feel alive. So if you're looking for safety, church is a great place. The biblical narrative about Jesus is the, is the safe place. If you're looking for enlightenment, empowerment, if you're looking to break free, the Gospel of Thomas is a great place. If you're looking to understand all of the old gods and what might have been really going on, 
the Sumerian, Babylonian, Akkadian, and Mesopotamian mythologies are where you need to look. All of that, guys, is on my website. All of that's in my academy. You can level up your membership for only 27 bucks a month and get access to the academy. And if you want a free PDF download, it's free right now. Cubcooker.com slash Anunnaki, A-N-U-N-N-A-K-I. It's on my website. I've got a couple of pages on a PDF that has a bunch of the different mythologies, a bunch of the different characters within the Anunnaki mythology. It's a great place to start your journey. I'm not going to work it all out for you in that, but it's a great place. You go download that. You can look at those mythologies, look at the different archetypes in them, and ultimately look at the stories that you need to go through to understand the biblical canon. By the way, the Epic of Atrahasis is one of the nine uh, examples I give in there. And you can copy and paste the names because they're hard to say. Copy and paste them. Go online, type in PDF, find the PDFs to them. I can't give you the PDFs to them because I don't own the rights to them. But I can tell you where to find them. Um, I've got all the tools you need in that PDF. Go download it for free. Scan that code right now. Grab your free PDF. Again, I give for free. Not everything I do is paid for. In fact, most of what I do is free. So thank you guys. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Martin, how are you, brother? Sorry, I'm jumping off right now. We've been on for a little over an hour now. I got to do dinner with my wife. Um, but Martin, this was a great episode if you get a chance to watch it. Also, Martin, I know you're often busy. And I did start adding something to the community just for our community members over there on the private uh, channel. I added um, a section called Secret Live Cuts. Um, and there's one called You Do Not Recognize What Is Before You. It's from the Gospel of Thomas. It's kind of a highlight video of some of the best things of the podcast yesterday. I'm going to have another one from today. So um, lots and lots of behind the scenes, bonus and deep cut content going into the secret channel over there. So be sure and check that out, um, especially for you guys that are in the community that are busy and don't always get to watch the full live stream. I'm trying to give you guys spark notes in there. That's another great reason. Join the community, save yourself some time, get the spark notes over there on my secret channel. I'm not releasing those anywhere else. So anyway, universe within us, love you, bro. Thank you. Frank, love you. Martin, love you, brother. Dreamstar Oracle. Um, who else was on today? Missy, love you, love you all. You guys have a beautiful day, honeybee. Um, Molly, I don't even know where my main screen is over here. Uh, yeah, Molly, Shelly, Teresa, Stephen, Lisa, lots of people. Laura, how are you? Anyway, I love you guys. Y'all have an awesome day. Thank you so much for your support. God bless you. Namaste, and I will see you tomorrow. Peace.